Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I'll praise the Lord as long as I live. I'll sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes and mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth on that very day. Their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in in the Lord their God who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the stranger. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 28, verses 3 through 10. A ruler who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law struggle against them. The evil do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely better to be poor and walk in integrity than to be crooked in one ways even though rich. Those who keep the law are wise children, but companions of gluttons shame their parents. One who augments wealth by exorbitant interest gathers it for another who is kind to the poor. When one will not listen to the law, even one's prayers are an abomination. Those who mislead the upright into evil ways will fall into pits of their own making, but the blameless will have goodly inheritance. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that none may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life.
morning and welcome to the 16th um, Friday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac, uh, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings um, from Proverbs and uh, Ephesians um, uh, are both new and we had Psalm 146 again. Uh, However, today is a feast day of a soldier saint that uh, I'll talk about instead, and that is Calistratus. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but I'm not sure I really am bothered by that. Um, But Calistratus is um, a a, a soldier saint during the same, who was martyred in the same um, purge of Diocletian at the very beginning of the 4th century, um, between 303 and 304. Um, However, Today, he's much more popular in the Orthodox Church. Um, I haven't been able to figure out why that is. Um, The uh, Catholic resources I have don't list very much about him, and of course the Orthodox ones are highly stylized, and um, as is their um, habit. Um, But uh, what there is um, an Armenian passion, a manuscript of, uh, of his of his, uh, execution and everything, um, but, um, yeah, I can't figure out why the Western Church doesn't have a whole lot on him. They mention him, um, but, uh, most of the resources are Greek Orthodox, um, here in the U.S., or at least English language. Um, so the story goes that Calistratus, uh, was a soldier, um, and it's typically mentioned, um, but who knows how this could be verified, um, it's typically mentioned that he descended from another soldier um, by the name of Neochorus, who supposedly served as a soldier in the Jerusalem uh, province under Pontius Pilate at the time that Jesus was alive and was executed. And the legend goes that um, he witnessed a bunch of the miracles before Christ died and was there at Golgotha when he was executed. And because of his presence, Neochorus came to believe in Jesus and his son and his his grandson and his great-grandson um, all were believers and were, were all uh, supposedly also soldiers. Um, and Calistratus... Um, I don't know exactly how many generations there were, but eventually Calistratus is born, and he's brought up a Christian. Um, he goes into the military, um, and the story goes that there's no other Christian in his unit. And he set himself apart by his humble spirit and by, um, uh, unbeknownst to the other soldiers, while they were sleeping, he would stay up and pray. And unfortunately, one of the other soldiers at some point was awake and heard him pray to, not to Caesar, but to the Christian God. And that soldier reported Calistratus, and it was at that time that there was this law that all uh, military officers, um, and perhaps some lower enlisted types, um, were required to... Um, pledge loyalty to Caesar and to um, confess to 
his divinity um, in some some way. And it had gotten so bad that they just that Romans just assumed if you were praying to the Christian God that you didn't and wouldn't um, worship Caesar. And so they put Calistratus right into jail. He's beaten up and uh, thrown into the sea, and he is uh, he's beaten up, put into a leather sack, thrown into the sea. He's lucky enough that the sack is hit by a sharp rock. He is released, and he's carried back to shore by dolphins. <laughs> uh, so perhaps he's a patron saint of the Navy. I'm not sure. Um, but this cycle repeats. He's thrown back in jail. 49 soldiers witness all of this, and they are believe, they come to believe. Um, more beatings follow, and he's thrown back into prison. He gives this speech where he encourages them all and tells them to expect um, uh, to expect uh, martyrdom. And when um, that those forty nine welcome martyrdom alongside Calistratus, um, another three hundred um, are converted as well. Um, and that. The, the the attempted martyrdom doesn't happen, and so finally, their their ultimate end, um, Calistratus and the forty nine martyrs, um, they are cut up into pieces late at night by uh, by the other soldiers, who clearly didn't believe. Um, <clears throat> and there's uh, supposedly a church built over the relics, but I'm not sure if that church still stands or if that's just kind of part of the legend. Um, Calistratus originally came from um, Carthage in in Africa. Although most of the depictions of Calistratus are of uh, you know fair skinned person, um, it's possible that he was black, like um, Maurice before him, the patron saint of infantry. Um, and this his story is the the one really unique aspect of his story is this claim. He's a descendant of a handful of soldiers who all were Christians um, and who traced their lineage to a soldier present at the Passion of Jesus um, and the death of Jesus as well. Um, and so that's what sets them apart. Typically, the other stuff that's you know regurgitated is precisely that, regurgitated. George is also said to have suffered a series of attempted martyrdoms before finally being beheaded and split into pieces. Um, and so it's typically these unique parts that people were telling one another um, that were then kind of pieced onto these templates of soldier saints or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and again, I don't know why the West is not as as um, excited about Calistratus. It may be because the passion... Um, was not discovered until later, um, after the split between the East and the West. Um, I don't know. Um, but his story is like a number of them. Um, and we can take, um, we can take, uh, hope in the, in the fact that there were Christians who were serving in the military, um, who felt, certainly felt qualms about what they were called to, and yet um, witness to the diversity present in the early church 
um, who, who remind us that things are not always as simple as we want to believe, that um, certainly the, the popular stance was that the military, service in the military was bad, um, but there, were, there are always exceptions that prove the rule, exceptions that force us to look more deeply into what it is about this thing um, that we can understand what is it about military service um, that so many people um, thought was a problem and yet there's so many people were venerated who served in the military and who saw things differently um, from a different perspective um, and so hopefully these stories help illustrate the complexity of the story of these soldier saints um, both past you know where we've come from and also uh, inspire modern soldier saints to think more deeply um, about what it means to be Christian soldiers today in our own set of circumstances. A hymn to the martyr Calistratus from the Orthodox Church of the Mother of God. Today you have shone forth, like stars you have shone upon the world, shedding the light of your contests and miracles upon all who cry to you. Rejoice, martyr Calistratus, and fellow company of martyrs. In contest you were strengthened by the Holy Spirit, martyr Calistratus, and were glorious in casting down the enemy. You offered a noble army of athletes and sweet-smelling incense to Christ. With them, pray for us who praise you with hymns. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.